Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today. The show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. It is April 21st, 2022. My name is Justin, and I am pleased to be joined by not all three, but by two of my buddies, my brothers, my best friends. What's that? The three best friends, or how, how's that song go? You know, uh, that anybody could have. We're the three, three best, best friends, friends that yeah, anyone exactly. could have. It's perfect. Uh, I'm joined by them tonight, and that's, of course, I'm going to go first to the guy you just heard singing. Dave, what's up, man? Oh, life is good, my friend. Life is great. Uh, busy at work, and I've had uh, a very interesting week, which started off with me relaxing poolside with you. And it was, uh, it was wonderful. Um, and and then tomorrow is my anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. Yeah. So shout out to Melanie for putting up with me. Um, and <laughs> We're both married to saints. And I think we realized yeah. that over the couple days oh, we hung by the pool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am very well aware of it. So um, I love you dearly. And thank you so much for another wonderful year. Happy anniversary. Can I give you both a compliment? Yeah. Um, one, you're amazing parents. We, we already knew that. But two, you guys have done such an amazing job. I have never seen a kid swim as well for her age as Victoria does. That kid oh, is yeah. a fish. Joe, I'm telling you, she's jumping in off the side. How old is Victoria, Dave? Uh, she is two and three quarters. She's jumping off the side. And people are watching her because she's just a fish dude through the water. Just all over the place, all over the Disney pool. No floaty. Yep. And when she gets tired, she rolls on her back, breathes, and then she rolls back over and takes off again. And goes again. Yep. She knows. Well, she's going to be swimming for the red, white, and blue, right? Not for the green and gold, right? So. Uh, yeah, I don't know who she'd compete Why would she under, swim for right? Jamaica? No. Australia always wears the green. Oh, we wear green, green and gold. gold. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh. But, I don't know. I mean, they, they why haven't not? been in a recent Olympics at all, so I don't know. <gasps> <laughs> uh, well, let me go to my American friend. Joe, what's up, man? What's up, brother? First of all, Dave, I just want to say that the the American uh, term of outkicking your coverage, I think, applies to your marriage. You definitely outkicked your coverage with your wife. So happy uh -oh. anniversary. Congratulations to you, brother. So Thank you very much. I'm aware of which one of us is reaching, and I'm reaching a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That was. I'm quite. I'm, I'm amazed that you got a sports analogy. That's. Uh, that makes me extremely happy <laughs> that you got that. Um, nice baseball analogy by Joe. Um, so anyway, uh, everyone's doing well, guys. I got a couple things that I want to talk about really quickly before we get into the main topic, because later this week, uh, Dave, you are setting sail, and then I will be boarding the Disney Magic as you disembark. So you got five days. I think I've got nine and a half, something like that. So something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Two, both doing five-day sailings. So we're going to talk a little bit uh, coming up about the planning of a Disney cruise post-COVID because it is quite different 
than it used to be three, four years ago whenever you would sell. So we're going to get into that. Before oh, we get yeah. into that, though, I want to talk about something that is maybe one of the most important things that you need to think about before your next Walt Disney World vacation, and that is shoes. People, I think, don't uh, take into consideration what type of shoes and how important their shoe decision might be when walking around the Disney parks. So, for years, I have had multiple DDP family contact me and they said, Justin, you've got to get you some Hey Dude shoes. Got to get some Hey Dudes. For those of you who don't know what Hey Dudes are, they're like boat shoes. They're like, you know, I was wearing them down there, Dave. Look, these things are so comfortable. They weigh nuts. It's like, it's like having, having you know, uh, uh, clouds on your feet. They're so comfortable. They're, they're just fantastic. Unless you don't wear socks with them. Dave will attest to the fact that I went one day without socks in my Hey Dudes, and I had quite the blister right underneath the toes of my foot. Not on like the ball of my foot or anything like that. Right underneath the toes, which I think is one of the worst parts. So, Dave, I'm coming to you first. Look, no one walks the Disney parks more than you do in a day's time. You do 20,000 steps almost every day in the Disney parks. Correct. Now, what type of shoes do you wear every single day? And... How long did it take you to wear them in? Mm. Um, so I I have a couple of different options. It depends on what I'm wearing. Uh, if I am in what we call full plaid, I will have um, I will have my uh, leather shoes with those. Um, and so I go at, like shoes are the only thing that I spend a lot of money on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you, you know me now. And if you speak to my wife, like I'm very low maintenance. I don't spend money on stuff. I, I, I'll wear like a t-shirt around the house. I don't like have, I don't have a weird collection of anything. Like I, yeah. I, I'm kind of difficult to buy for from that point of view. The only thing that I will spend money on is a good pair of shoes. Uh, so I have my leather shoes, and then I also have a pair of inner soles that I put in them. Uh, and then for my summer option, I will wear... I've got a couple of different uh, brands that I use, either Nike or some Skechers. But once again, good quality with, like... Um, a good like support to them and the inner soles again and it takes me about two days not even that Mm. to like break them in like yeah I know that first day of wearing them I'm probably going to be hurting a little bit at the end if you've ever done like 20,000 steps in a brand new pair of shoes that that's always gonna smart just a little bit but uh yeah then it's gonna then they'll be fine and I yeah, put these on. I also have a backup pair so that if one gets wet um, one day in the rain, I've got a dry pair ready to go the next day. That's so smart. So I don't have to wear wet shoes. Yeah. So the, there's been a learning curve over the years of these things. But yeah, so I will spend money on shoes. So I'm the same way. So not only that, when I find a pair of shoes I really like, and Joe, you'll like this, I buy multiple pairs of them. So I, uh. Uh, for example, I am a... Uh, golf shoe snob like i joe i have 21 aficionado i have have 21 pairs of golf shoes i've i've seen your garage yes you pointed that out to me it's it's insanity and my 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 way of thinking is if you have 21 pairs you're only wearing one pair every now and then and so they're going to last a lot longer so instead of me buying 21 pairs over years now i have all these so i have shoes that literally match just one golf outfit 
So I'm the opposite of Dave. I'm very, very needy and very high maintenance uh, for the fact that I have a yellow pair of Adidas that literally matches one golf outfit with a yellow belt. Um, It's quite fantastic. Um, Joe, what type of shoes do you wear when you head to Disney? Are you a you you seem like a sandals guy when you head in the parks? Well, well, first of all, I just want to address the golf. It doesn't help your game. I've played with you before. (laughs) But I look. I look. Here's the best part about golf. And I was talking to Joe about this. I look when I walk into a pro shop. I look like I should be on tour. Like people are like, oh, okay, all right. And then if you, I just pray that the first tee is a drive. Like it's not there by the clubhouse. Um, I'll never forget. Just a real quick story. When I played the Ocean Course here, which if you're a golf fan, you know the Ocean Course hosts the PJ Championship, hosts the Ryder Cup, all that. And I've played it a few times. And when you go, you uh, you have to have a caddy. And so I walked in and I met my caddy. And my caddy's like, oh, okay, well, go and head down to the range, and you can hit a few balls, and then we'll head to the first tee. And we, uh, I go to the range. He wasn't there. He was getting the, you know, the the everything ready and stuff like that. And he comes down. He's like, "You ready?" I was like, "Yeah, let's head the first tee." So he never saw me hit a ball. So we get the first tee, and he goes, "All right." So what we're gonna do is we're gonna want to start this shot towards uh, that big, you know, tree to the left, and then we're gonna hit a, a small fade. If we can land it about, you know, fifteen uh, yards to the to the left of that tree, uh, we'll be in position A for your next shot. By the third hole, he literally—I'm not kidding you—just went like this. You're gonna want to keep it in this direction, and I was like, "All right, dude, all right, I get you. I get your point, man. All right, it's, it is what it is." So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's, let's get back to shoes real quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, real quick, uh, yeah, I also want to plug real quick. Uh, we are doing the DDP golf outing. I just posted that on our Facebook pages. So uh, if you guys see that, we are playing that right before our cruise. So it kind of ties into both topics we're talking about right now. So uh, reach out, message me, let me know if you're interested or uh, playing golf. Transitioning into shoes. Uh, I will say this. I am a sandals guy. Dave knows that I have my fancy sandals for dinners and I have my non-fancy sandals oh, yeah. to walk on the pool. <laughs> but I will say this. I am one of those guys. I am a shoe person, like a very comfortable sneaker person for the parks. Look, if Disney World, everybody's sweaty, everybody's cranky, tired, nobody cares what you look like. So you might go out and rock the brand new pair of shoes if they're not broken in or if they're you're wearing a, a set of shoes because it's more fashionable or it matches your outfit. Don't do that in Disney. Seriously. I am a firm proponent of just wearing like some regular black sneakers. Right now I'm rocking between uh, Asics, but my new ones, and these have been out for a while. I've had these. They're kind of like been the rage all now is uh, the, the Ons. They make the cloud okay. shoes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wear them for running now, where the Cloud Monsters are absolutely amazing for running. I ran. They're so good. I broke the cardinal rule of running. When I ran the springtime surprise 10-miler, t- uh, I bought a pair of Cloud Monsters Saturday at the Expo. I ran one mile around Saratoga with them. I said, yep, they're good. I ran 10 miles, and my feet felt amazing. So if you find a pair of shoes, definitely bring them with you that work, that they're going to be comfortable, that won't give you blisters. I rock mostly on clouds now or ons. And uh, I usually wear them like in a black or a gray. They match all your outfits, and uh, you won't get blisters uh, on your feet. But I do wear sandals a lot at dinner, though. I do rock the nice sandals at dinner. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's once you find something you like, I stay with it. I'm like you because they'll stop making a shoe. They'll make an adjustment. That happened to some of my running shoes. And, like, they changed. They made them a little narrower, and they didn't fit my foot right. And I was like, crap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm kind of a shoe guy, too. Yeah, I have, the, I have the Tigers, the black and the white Tigers. And I have my dress shoes. I love my brown ones. I got and like I said, that's that's one thing I spend money on. Like I'm a Walmart T-shirt guy, but I will spend money on shoes. And I I bought like a pair of nice dress shoes, brown, 
and I like it so much I went back and bought the black ones, so I would have them for both. Um, it is, I think shoes are imperative, but I did wear those brown ones, Dave. Oh to yeah, a Mickey's not so scary party for my for my costume, and when we walked out of that party, it was one a.m. and we were the last car in the parking lot. There was no one left, and I got there. I have never felt a pain. I mean, literally, women talk about childbirth. I don't know, dude. Maybe my feet hurt more. I'm not sure. These women are going to have to let me know, okay? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, really quickly, while we're talking about um, uh, terrible golf games, um, I just want you to – I want to make you feel better really quickly because, um, well, exactly seven years ago today, uh, the day before I got married, um, we were in the Dominican Republic, and my father-in-law is excellent at golf, um, and – has even won a few major things in his time. And so he, um, so he had a course, uh, down there at, uh, in the Dominican Republic at Casa de Campo that he wanted to play. It's called teeth of the dog. And so we went to play, uh, the day before we, I got married and, um, we had caddies and all of that. And I do not speak much Spanish, but I was very good at understanding when my caddy would go, Agua. I'm like, I know it's in the water. I know it's in the water. I get that. Okay. I know that. I saw right. the splash. Okay? It's a universal language. I know. Uh, Teeth of the Dog is played right along the coast of the island. Yeah. And you, like, yeah, you're literally just hugging this coastline for like 12 of the 12 of the holes. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I contributed greatly to the water. Well, uh, that's, that's the Dominican. That's what it's for, you know. That's my father-in-law is very sure. good at golf too. I've never beat him, um, and he does this thing where he, it'll be like Joe, it'll be like fifteen foot putt, and he'll go, pick it up, and that dude, it's so condescending. I'm just like, <laughs> I know what you're saying, you know. It's just like whatever. All right. So anyway, talk, I want to talk shoes and Disney because I do want to tell everybody I did get some hey dudes. I know you guys have been on me for a couple years to get some hey dudes. Got some. I do love them, but I do need to wear socks. And they're no-show socks. You can't see them. You know, Katie makes fun of my no-show socks. Um, I want to talk really quickly about Epcot. And uh, that is the, the construction walls are down at Guardians. And we're, I mean, you can walk right up to it, see it. It's beautiful. But it's not so much I want to talk Guardians or I want to talk, you know, uh, the, the ride itself. Because, you know, I don't, I'm not a person who's going to watch videos i want to experience it firsthand whenever i get a chance right and the dvc previews are out i know there's cm previews i know they're doing um pass holder previews and they did all those signups and and i didn't have a chance to to do it um but my take on on guardians is the same that uh we have with tron i want to talk to you guys and get your opinion a little bit about the impact that these massive e-ticket attractions have on the parks themselves because you know you get new things you get new shows you get new character meet and greets you get that kind of stuff and yes it's a lot of fun but i don't think it plays as an important role on the theme parks as getting a major e-ticket attraction especially now with genie plus which i crushed by the way and i'll talk about that a little bit on patreon um it's it's one of those things where I think it really changes the game when you get a big e-ticket attraction added to Epcot uh, or added to the Magic Kingdom. Joe, what do you think is the most significant impact that Guardians will bring to Epcot uh, looking forward, you know, outside of, yes, it's going to be amazing to ride? Well, first of all, it's going to have a direct effect on theme park reservations. Epcot was the easiest park to get a theme park reservation. I 
have a preview for a DVC uh, coming up in May. And uh, I went to go make my theme park reservation and it was blacked out. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? I don't need it because I have the previews, but I think they pulled them off because it's going to bring in so many people for that day. Mm. I'm sure Dave probably knows a little bit more about that, but I definitely think that any kind of large attraction, like us fans are craving that, but it's going to bring that much more people to that park just to even see it, just to be, maybe I'll have a chance to get on it. Maybe I'll go stand by. I'll wait in line for three hours, they'll say, but it's definitely going to bring, and then now with food and wine being like six months long, that Epcot is going to be, it, I think you're going to see a transition from Hollywood Studios to Epcot this, this summer. Really? With with yes, with, because look, we've all ridden Rise, and for the most part, a lot of us have ridden Rise. We've ridden uh, uh, Millennium Falcon. You know what I'm saying? Toy Story Land's you know how many years old now? Guardians is going to bring between that and Food and Wine, and I just think that people are craving Epcot. Our our generation loves Epcot. And it's been under construction. It's been a mess for so long. This is the first step towards normalcy, I kind of say, of like having attractions open in, oh, God, future world. Okay, I'm sorry. I know it's renamed. No, I can't I think remember the name of that. I like but you know what I'm saying? But like, I just think that it's going to bring a transition. It's going to bring excitement to the park. Um, and I think it's going to be a really good ride. That's the thing, too. It's not like it's – and plus, remember, Ratatouille is still is – still, I haven't ridden Ratatouille yet. Have had a chance to. Every time I go there, it's like really longer than I've wanted to wait. So you still got two newer attractions that are going to be less than a year old. And on opposite sides of the park, they're going to be bringing a lot of people in. So I think that people are craving Epcot, and it's going to bring definitely a lot more people. Um, I think you're going to see a little bit of a transition somewhere. I really do. Okay, so one of the things would be the fact that we see maybe some crowds lessen in Hollywood Studios. Because right now, the wait times in Hollywood Studios are insane. They're crazy. Uh, Dave, I saw you in Hollywood Studios. What's your take on on what Guardians is going to, how it's going to affect Epcot or affect Walt Disney World as a whole? All right. Well, the way I look at Guardians is Guardians completing is the end of a major cycle that we saw start about eight years ago. All right? Because eight years ago, they were nearing completion on New Fantasyland. And when New Fantasyland opened in Magic Kingdom, you couldn't get into Magic Kingdom. You couldn't get sideways in there. Like, it was ridiculous by the time we got Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Ariel and then uh, Dumbo doubled in size and that whole section over the back with Be Our Guest Restaurant and Gaston's Tavern Food Options. Um, we just saw this giant explosion happen there and it was absolutely insane. And then Pandora opened. Mm. And we saw this transition across to Animal Kingdom. And Animal Kingdom went from being <clears throat> the half-day park uh, to this absolutely must-do. You, there was lines out of Pandora and headed back towards the front gate of of the park like it was insane uh and they worked on expanding wilderness explorers and they opened up the evening safari and we saw animal kingdom go through this phase of expansion and it was the park that you had to be at and then following that we did toy story land into galaxy's edge mm -hmm. and we've seen the result of that with um and then, of course, it was also going to have Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway because during that time when Pandora was the place to go to, if Animal Kingdom had been a half-day park, 
Hollywood Studios was a third of a day. Like, you, there were two things to do. And you didn't want to get... And then you got out. Like, there was no point in being there. And so we're... And so we saw this cycle happening. And through all of these phases, Epcot has been the red-headed stepchild in the, in the corner, uh, waiting for its moment to shine. And with Ratatouille on October 1st of last year, and now Guardians... Um, as soon as we can get rid of whatever that eyesore is in the middle of um, the construction area yes. and at the entrance, which in its defense was meant to have been done by now. Right, right, right. So so it's not like it's it's just difficult that like it hasn't been able to have the attention that it needed uh, due to COVID. Uh, but yeah, we're going to see Epcot take that focus, um, which begs the question... Which park is next? That's a good question. And I think, uh, uh, I mean, look, you've got to think that does Tron have the as big a significant jump in, in you know, theme park attendance and, and pulling people as Guardians does? I don't think so. I think because people have seen Tron in other parks. Maybe, maybe not, but because uh, I wouldn't think that. I mean, it's only Shanghai. So let's not get too carried yeah, away. Yeah, but I think there's something, man, about I, one Guardians is a massive movie franchise. You know, yep. super popular with the younger generations, um, and and like our age. You know, yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm the younger generation, and, and you're all's age. Um, the because you know you're older than me, Dave. You're you're ridiculous. Yeah, I know. The um, <sighs> and also there's something about when you get an attraction that you just know nothing about. Like, I mean, we know a few details. Yep. But that's exciting. That's That makes me, like, really, really excited. You you may be a couple of months younger, but I will get to ride this ride before you. <laughs> you certainly will. I know, I know. It's yeah, in- Because I ride it in four days. That's so exciting, man. Dave, I'm, um, re- I'm really hoping you could jump on the preview with me. I have a specific oh. time slot. When is it, when is it Joe? Mine, it's uh, May. Do you, do you get to bring a, a, an extra? I, I have I have for four. I have uh, for four. I only have two people going right now. Well, so. when is it? Maybe Katie will come down. Uh, no, it sorry, is... it's now booked. There's now only <laughs> <No>. one spot. <laughs> I think um. May eighteenth from ten thirty a.m. to eleven a.m. Oh, oh man, that'd be a lot of so. driving. We're going to see Jim Jeffries up in uh, up in Greenville. So this 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 show is just turning into us planning, trying to get together to ride this ride. Um, I, I think that's the main uh, what thing. Ta- what time did you say? Ten thirty a.m. to eleven a.m. Oh, if I can get a late starting tour, you never know. You you never know your luck. All uh, right, I'll, on, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> I, I, well, I think I think my wife and I are going to drive separately. I'm going to take the day off. I think she may go to work that day. And be like, all right, oh, I'm going to hang goodness. out and have the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. my wife's kind of she's kind of dedicated. So I'm like, I'm going to take the day off. What's it like to golf. like your know. job like that that much? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's dedicated. Oh, do you love your job, bro? Come on. Okay, so. that's true. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to work tomorrow on my anniversary. So. That says, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and we talked about that when you were with me, and and uh, Melanie's like, and he picked up a tour on our anniversary. I'm like, yeah, she looked real thrilled. In my defense, I pitched it to her that I had the day off, and, but we are going on a cruise three days later, so like we're we're, we're taking some time off for to celebrate our anniversary. So uh, she had she had the ability to tell me no. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I absolutely love it, and that's the perfect transition to um, our main topic tonight, 
And uh, just want to touch on it a little bit. Dave and I are both in the middle of and and have done uh, a lot of planning for upcoming cruises. You know, he's sailing on the Disney Magic. Uh, Dave, not so much. Melanie more, but, you know. Yeah, Melanie more. Let's just say I've done a a lot of planning that's, you know. She's getting a big shout out this episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Dave worked on the cruise lines, knows the cruise lines in and out. I'm a platinum cruiser. You know, I've, I've done multiple sailings from transatlantic to panama canal to southern caribbean eastern western you name it uh done it and hey guys just our little secret it's like 99 percent sure i called dave today that i'll mark alaska off too in august because i'm pretty much going to book that probably tomorrow or the next day um because i got to get that done and then all i have left is the med and then i'll have done them all Ah, oh, amazing. Now you're just bragging out. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but I'm so excited yep, yep. to get back on Disney Cruise. So, um, with that said, it's been, for me, it's been since the last DDP sailing, which was July 2019, that I was on board a Disney cruise ship. Dave, when was your last time? Um, March, April of 2019, yeah. Okay, yeah. We, we, were, we were booked on one in... Late March, early April of 2020, and that worked out well for us. Yeah, that was us too. We're the same way. So, no, hold on a second. Oh, yeah, we might have done one in 2019 just before Victoria was born. I yeah. think we did, yeah. Yeah, it's been about the same. Three years, you know, haven't been on board. And for <sighs> us, that's a that's a massive amount of time. Um, yep. And Joe, it's one of, one of those things, man, where beforehand, when you would plan a Disney cruise, you, of course, had the planning process itself. That's pretty similar. You know, the booking aspect's pretty similar. Um, You know, none of that really changes the linking of reservation. The app has gotten infinitely better. That is one thing Disney has stepped up their game with over the last three years. They put some money into the app. The app is infinitely better than it used to be uh, years ago. But as far as planning within that kind of 60-day, 30-day range of your cruise, there's a lot to do. You know, online check-in opens up at 30 days. And I I was not prepared. And look, th- I, guys, I do this for a living. Now, I haven't booked a lot of Disney cruises. I've booked a lot of Disney cruises since they've been back. But I've only had a few people actually sell on, on Disney cruises since they've been back. So, um, But for me to personally go through the process was quite a bit. So I think it would be really good for the DDP family to know, kind of, look, if you're one to sell or if you've got one booked, kind of what you've got to expect coming up to make sure you've got all this laid out in front of you and make sure you're ready. Um, it was funny. I called, I'm sailing with uh, Rick Reagan and Corey, and I called Rick yesterday and I go, hey, buddy. I was like, did you do our online check-in? And he goes, no. He's like, we don't have to. We're platinum. And I go, yeah, you do, because that changed. Used to be the fact, Joe, uh, being a platinum uh, cruiser, that I could just literally walk up and I could walk on it anytime I wanted. I didn't have to have a port arrival time. So I would be able to just walk up and go on the ship at any time, being a platinum cruiser. Not so much anymore. You have to have an arrival time that you do, um, and you're not allowed even in the port, even to park until your arrival time. So, for example, my arrival time is 1 to 1.15, um, and I am not allowed even to park until that time. Um, when you're planning this entire process, you, of course, if you're a guest ages 5 and older – you are mandated to be vaccinated, um, fully vaccinated, um, and you have to be able to show that you're fully vaccinated with with your vaccination card. And then you have to, of course, have your travel documents like you used to. Used to, Joe, you would walk up and you would have your travel documents and you would present them at check-in. And you know, so you're someone who understands the process of passports and all that kind of stuff. It seems a little strange to me, and I want to get your opinion on it, that now... All of that has to be 
uh, photographed and uploaded to the website before we travel. Does that seem odd? Is there other companies or other uh, things that do it that way? Because that's new to me. No, it's probably just a way for the company to upload their manifest to customs or to whoever who's leaving the country. I know airlines will do that sometimes where, you know, if you're flying international, you swipe your passport, that manifest will be like up, uploaded or whatever. So, you know, who's on the flight and so on and so forth. So it's probably just their updated way of doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if for any other purposes, they, you know, other companies, what they're using it for, if there are other companies that do that, but it's probably just their newer way of doing everything is like pictures now and uploading through their own portals and, so on and so forth. It's, and it's probably easier. It's less manpower as well. They don't have to have somebody physically doing it and scanning passports and travel documents. You're doing it for them, essentially. So that's probably what I'm kind of thinking that that kind of falls into that category. I could be wrong. been out of the game for a little bit, but uh, that's what I'm kind of thinking. What's well, one thing I definitely know that they have, you know, we're sailing out of Miami, but we'll talk about Port Canaveral for a second. I know that they have a lot less um, desks and people working at the desk whenever you check in. Um, and just side note, Joe, I, if, if you're listening, somebody's listening right now that works for, um, the passport office, I just want to give you a big thank you. Um, I called Joe in a panic a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I guess it was like end of March. And I said, dude, I just mailed out my passport renewal and I paid for the expedition, the expedited thing. I paid for them to overnight it back. It was like $260, like $263 and like 32 cents. Right. And when I wrote the check, I wrote it for $263.22. So I wrote it for $0.10 cents less than what it needed to be, and I freaked <gasps> out. So I called Joe, and Joe's like, I don't know, man. He's like, you, you might be in trouble. Dude. The government doesn't like that, man. They probably think you're messing with them. But, yep, can't process this. State Department be like, can't process Look, it. Somebody spotted me a dime. I don't know who it was because mine went through, no problem at all. So I just want to say I took a, I took 10 pennies and didn't leave a penny, but I'll try to leave leave a few pennies next time I'm at the, uh, the passport office because somebody uh, spotted me. It was not an issue, and uh, it will be delivered tomorrow, um, by the way. So, um, yes, you have to upload now photos of passports. Of course, if it's a closed-loop tour, meaning that you're sailing and uh, you're departing and, and uh, uh, coming back to the same port, then you can sail with a United States-issued, um, a state-issued birth certificate. It has to be state-issued. It cannot be hospital-issued. Um, and also your, your, your driver's license or photo ID that's government-issued as well. So that's another option for people who don't have passports. Do I recommend it? Oh, my goodness, no. That's why I've been freaking out about sailing without my passport, and I'm glad I'm going to have it. Yeah, Dave? Yeah, we've even got Charlotte and Victoria's all processed oh, to make sure they have it, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things where you'll hear somebody be like, "Oh yeah, I read that I don't need it, so I'm just going with my driver's license and your and a, my and a birth certificate." Ugh. And you're like, "Okay, it, yep, that is completely within your rights to do." But oh, yeah, have that passport. Well, hey, Joe, That's I mean, Joe, you know better than anybody. If I get something happens outside the country, and I need to get back. What a hassle trying to get back. First of all, you never want to travel with your birth certificate or even a copy of it. Like my birth certificate is locked up in a safe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So th these are travel documents that are created for a reason. There's multiple types. You've got your passport cards, which are usually good for cruises like in the Caribbean and so on and so forth. And have your regular passports. Um, it's just easier. They're all machine readable. So when you're coming back, if you do need to scan out a machine readable 
uh, station. You could do that. Also, the Western Hemisphere Travel Initiative is out there as well. So that kind of try to take away using the birth certificates and stuff. So you really just want to like if you're gonna cruise, you're spending like you're spending a good amount of money on a cruise. Just invest in the passports for your family. I know for kids they're only good for five years, adults are ten years. But honestly, man, just it's just better just to get them. It makes your life easier. Um, you know, and then when you go places, you ask the customs or immigration agent to stamp your passport, you know, the different countries you go to. And it's kind of fun. It's like a little souvenir as well as when you get your cachets when you go into different countries and stuff. So it's kind of fun as well to, to look back on that. So, but yeah, definitely, like Dave said, you know, Dave's done a lot of traveling international, I'm sure, you know, from just being all over the world with the cruise line and stuff. Like, you definitely want to have those documents. Like, it just makes life so much easier. And if you do have a problem, you know, God forbid you're in a different country, you need to go like to an embassy or a consulate for the U.S. You have those documents that are easy to read. Um, it just makes your life easier. So I know maybe it's a little more in depth than people want to know, but I've traveled a lot too as well, and you just it just makes life easier. Um, I was just going to say that uh, I, I don't even need really all of those travel documents, a passport, and all of that. I just walk into places and tell them I'm Australian. They love that, apparently. So. <laughs> we're sitting by the pool. We're sitting, Dave's accent we're, is a visa for We're himself, sitting by so. the pool at Disney. <laughs> Dave and I are sitting with our feet in the water, and we're chatting. And Katie's sitting there, and, and this this girl to the right, she's in the water with like your mom. And you know she's probably like early 20s or whatever. Yeah. And she goes, she goes uh, excuse me. Where are you from? And I just blurted up <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> <It was like laughs> and then she swam away. I think I offended her. Um, <laughs> what do you think he's from? Come on. Uh, it happens on a regular basis. A uh, quick story uh, of uh, crossing. We were going through a border crossing from France back to England, but going through the tunnel, but not going like where you actually have to go through each of the two individual locations to go through customs. And we're leaving France and Melanie's got like a whole bunch of like, is getting a whole bunch of grief because there's this French guy looking at her American passport and is like, yeah, busting her chops on where she was and what she was doing in the country and uh, how long she was in uh, in for and why she was leaving only 24 hours later and all of these things because we'd just done a quick trip in and out. Um, and then um, and I was like, and then he was super nice to me. And she was like, what? And I'm like, what? They love Australians. Like, yeah. Like, before you guys showed up, we were already well invested in both of those wars, okay? <laughs> like, we, we were in from the beginning. Australia has always been there. Um, and so then we're going into England. And she goes, she, she, the same thing starts happening. And I step forward and I'm like, oh, she's actually traveling with me. And I hand over my Australian. And he goes, oh, why didn't you say so? Yeah, stamp, stamp. And just lets us go through. And she's like... I hate you so much. <laughs> like, it's just, it's what I do. This is a knife. That's a spoon. <laughs> that's not a knife. That's a spoon. <laughs> oh, I see you've played knifey spoony before. <laughs> Riley did it. Anyway. Better. Yeah, it's great. There's a, there's a uh, Simpsons it. reference for this one, whoever wanted. There you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, so you have to upload the, the travel documents you have to have. And also, it's got to be approved. Like, my documents are still not approved yet. Um, you know, I'm sure they work cruise to cruise as you go along. It's it's look I I think it's a lot more upfront work and I'm sure that it's much more streamlined. We'll know a lot more once we both sail uh, coming up. I also know that you get a QR code on the app and they just kind of you get a notification to your app like hey 
you know, you're ready to board, um, which makes it really good. You're not holding a paper ticket, you know, waiting for your number to be called. But I did love being that, like, number two or three to, to walk on the cruise ship and be one of the first ones. As far as your COVID card, it has to be uploaded to a separate website. With the separate website, um, it's called Safe Passage. And each individual person has to have their own account. So, like, even the kids have to have their own account. Like, you cannot, you cannot um, just do a whole family in one. So it's going to take a little bit of time if you're sailing with a family of five or six people to get all this done because you have to take pictures of it and then it's got to go through and you have to answer all the questions and you've you know then it gets approved. Well, that for me was a quick turnaround. I did it uh, like 11 p.m. Um, at night and the next morning it was pretty much it said cleared. You're ready to go. Um, at the port, look if you are four or younger, you have to take a test um, before you go uh, on the cruise. You have to take a test before you go on the cruise. It has to be done within three days to 24 hours before you go. And so it's, uh, it's it, it, you know, it's that's another set of planning. You know, Dave, you're going to have to do that, you know, with Victoria. Yep. We've already got it booked where yeah. I think that happens tomorrow. Melanie's got uh, to take her and get that. Wait, it can't be tomorrow. It has to be the next day. Does yeah. it, is it 24 hours? It's Something three like to that. 24 hours. Um, three days to 24 hours. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's happening tomorrow We uh, because uh, then it's over uh, a weekend and we were then worried about making sure that we yeah. got it back. So we're trying to get that done as early as possible. So uh, Melanie has an appointment tomorrow uh, for that and then uh, to get uh, Victoria's test done. Um, and, yeah, and then we get out to the port and that is Melanie's greatest stress right now. I think now. that's all of us. That's all of our greatest stress right now is when you arrive at the port for everyone sailing, you have to be tested at port. Um, and it's paid for by Disney cruise line. And pretty much here's the process. I've talked to people who have sailed and they said, when you arrive, you'll get in, you'll, you'll get tested. And then it's anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to get your results. And you're just sitting in a room and you're just kind of waiting and that's going to be extremely stressful because if one person in your sailing party tests positive, you do now get to test again a second time. Originally, you did not, but now oh, they changed that, that policy. Yep. Wow, that only just must have that happened. That changed recently. a couple days ago. Yep. So that okay. that policy has changed where now they will do a second test in case of false positive. But if you test positive again, the entire sailing party cannot sail. Um, now you will get a cruise credit back, and uh, you know, but you, you're on your own. Like you, you know, you're you're at your cruise. Um, so everyone I know is super stressed about going through that sort yep. of thing. But through the app, you will get notification that positive, you know, everyone came back negative, 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 and then it'll say good to sail. And then you'll just go up, present that QR code, and you can go right on the ship, um, which is really cool. Here's another interesting thing for, p- for those who have sailed Disney Cruise Line before. You used to get your keys to the world card. That your key to the world card is your everything. It is your room key. It is how you charge everything. Disney Cruise Line does not accept cash. For anything on board, you can go load your account at guest services with cash, but you cannot pay for anything uh, around the ship with cash or card. You have to use your key to the room card, key to the world card, um, uh, to do everything. Those, I've been told, are actually on your stateroom door whenever you get to your room, unless it's been changed uh, recently, but those will be there. So you will actually get those once you go to your stateroom. Um, A couple things that I know are back is uh, we saw today, Dave, I'm so excited for you, that Sail Away Party. Sail Away Party is Super back, pumped. And people were having a blast um, with that. And then also, you know, we're hoping that 
maybe we'll have character interactions. It's kind of up in the air. We're not sure kind of what's going on right now, but uh, you will know in a couple of days and can let us know there, firsthand. There, yeah, yes, indeed. There are conflicting reports coming off the ships of what uh, what entertainment offerings are back, what, they're, what they haven't fully reintroduced yet, because, I mean, all the media that came out said Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and Disney Cruise Line simultaneously were all going to be uh, effective um from the 18th and then there was reports that the cruise that i assume left like the 18th itself or maybe the 19th didn't have it and so the there's others that embarked today that people are talking about oh this this has now this but not this and uh, it it does autographs uh, uh, immediately mean hugging as well or yeah there's all these different layers and levels and we're curious as to how that's going to play out over the next week but i mean we've also seen huge changes in like the last three weeks with Look Disney at the double Cruise testing Line. Like, thing you're like but you and i have been back and forth we've had text messages they're now doing this they're not doing this they're now doing this like like we're just waiting to see how it all changes and what uh, how quickly these things start getting back to abnormality yeah um i think the main thing for me is this so as we were because you know we had a couple things we want to touch on uh is that i wanted everyone to be prepared for if you are planning a disney cruise if you have one books in the future if you are wanting to book one kind of to know what's going on at this current time with the process of checking in everything you need to have you because it's got to be right on it's not there's no leeway with this this is you know disney has said you're uploading everything it has, has to be approved prior to sailing um and it's got to be done this way but once you're on board you're on board and i cannot wait so i've got to ask really quick dave what are you most excited for uh for your cruise before we uh head on into the episode um there's this beautiful moment that happens uh, most days that we're on a cruise ship at the moment because we ha- still have a little one, and it's where my wife wants to lay out on the deck, and there is a two-year-old that probably needs a nap, and my wife goes, oh, I'll take her, and I'll be like, no, no, I'll take her. You mean I get to sit alone in a quiet room with nothing going on, lying on a bed, Um in complete silence for about an hour or so while she naps. Yeah, sign me up. I'll do that. Uh, between that and um, uh, and hugs and just being back on board, I mean, the magic is where uh, I, my wife and I spend l- uh, the largest portion of our time working on the ships, and um, and we uh, where it, it's our home. Uh, we got engaged on that ship, uh, mm-hmm. that deck party. Like that's where that's that stage where that deck party is taking place is where we got engaged uh, on the magic. So uh, to be back on board, the magic is uh, just an exciting thing unto itself. And um, there's still people on board that I know, which means they're still there a dozen years later. Um, And yeah, I'm excited for all of those things. Yeah. For me, it's, um, it's being back on board. I haven't been back on board the magic since we did our transatlantic and that sailing was so much fun, but it was so weird too, because it was cold and it was rocky and, um, you know, it's, it was, it was just, it's just a strange cruise. So I'm excited to have some warm weather, experience the ship, do the aqua dunk a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm also excited for Lumiere's. I've never seen it. It's new since I've been on board. I'm also excited for to see tangled, uh, the performance. Um, I have not seen it yet. And also seen it. Love it. 
I'm excited to, to eat in Rapunzel's restaurant as well because that's something mm. new for me too. And look, I don't get a lot of Disney Cruise new things, and so for me, I'm super stoked to check those off the list uh, and do that. Um, it's it's just look like you said, getting back on board is one of those things that uh, I'm just so excited. I'm I'm the sail away party. You know the the songs, the pirates, pirates night, the horns, the Disney Cruise Line uh, horns. I mean, uh, it's it's just absolutely fantastic. So uh, for me, it's it's really you, really good. You guys haven't talked about food though. Like, are like is that something you guys are excited about as well? Like, are you looking for like a specific meal when you get on board? Like, is Apollo? Is it Remy? Yes, is it you one of those? It. Like, is that like? I mean, you talk about all these other things which sound awesome, but like I'm a food guy too. Like, I would be like, yo, I can't wait to hit up like. Palo, whatever yep. you guys like. I have so, dinner, but like, I'm gonna jump in. So for me, it's Palo. Um, Palo was it's like our second home on the ship. Uh, when we did Panama Canal, we did Palo seven times in 14 days, and That's I crazy. absolutely love it. We've got That's Palo awesome. with, with Rick and Corey uh, one night. We're gonna squeeze in a brunch one day. I absolutely love the people there. Um, I'm really hoping to run into all you know some of the people that we love on Disney Cruise Line. But it's not just that, dude. Let me throw another one out there. Two. Two desserts and a Mickey bar every single time I sit down to dinner. Okay? I This is where people mess up. I see the table to my right. I see the table to my left. And they come around for the dessert and they go, um, I'll just take the cookies and cream sundae, which you, everyone that's sailed right now knows exactly what I'm talking about because it's delicious. I'll take the cookies and cream sundae. And someone else goes, mm, I'll get the, the apple tart. And I'm like, what are you all doing? I'll take the cookies and cream sundae, the apple tart, and a Mickey bar. And they say, would you like sprinkles? I'm like, do I look like a kid that needs sprinkles? Yes, sir. Bring them on. Load them down. I need those Mickey sprinkles. And and uh, look, Mike has sailed with me on a Disney cruise, and he will be able to tell you that it's it's the favorite thing. I love my Mickey bars. Dave, what's your uh, what's yours? Food wise, I mean the food. Yeah, the food is great. Um, I I'm not a huge foodie foodie, so um, it's not something that like when you ask me what I'm looking forward to, it's not something that I immediately jump at. Uh, I, the food is great, uh, and I am definitely excited. Uh, there was a strong possibility that we weren't going to get to do Palo on this particular sailing, and um, one of our challenges is that the nursery is not. Uh, reopened yet for those uh, under the age of three and so um, so with a two-year-old sailing meant that we weren't going to be able to have uh, her taken care of we can just send the six-year-old into the kids club that would be fine um, but uh, w- yeah we were concerned about that and also Melanie's not a huge fan of just letting anybody because mu- I'd be like hey there's a random stranger that I just met on the <laughs> ship who uh, but uh, Melanie uh, has a friend who is sailing uh, who has extended an offer that we are hoping to take her up on so uh, very excited that we might still uh, be able to get a chance uh, to go to Palo and just banking on the fact that somebody who has one of those Palo reservations test positive in the terminal so oh you could do you uh, you'll be able to walk up you'll be able to walk up and add a palo on no problem at all yeah like first yeah. day you set sail go down to the, they'll, they'll be you know you can go down uh, probably like deck three deck two actually yep. they'll have the 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 you know table set up and you can go down there and do that um it is it's one of those things man i tell you what though guys i love talking disney shoes you know shoes that we we wore in disney i love talking about the construction walls coming down Guardians of the Galaxy and the impact it's going to have on the disney parks i really love talking about disney cruise line because dave and i are setting sail but we've come to the point of the show where we're in trouble because, look, it's just me, you, Dave, and Joe sitting here. You so, know, So what, we're us. just going to 
So going to look at each other for 20 minutes. One of minutes us and... has to figure out how to do Picks of the Week because our good buddy Mike is the one who always takes over and takes care of that. Oh. Well, what would it, what would it sound like if, if Mike was in charge of it? Well, it would sound something like this. Now that you've heard a lot about Disney cruises, about some of the new rides that are coming to you know to Magic King uh, to uh, to Disney World, I'm super excited. But you can't have a week because I say it every week. It's my favorite thing every week. Take those pictures, put them on our Facebook page because it brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be picks of the week. Hello, fellas. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. It's time for us to get our picks of the week. All right, guys. Well, Joe, I haven't seen you in a while. Dave, I haven't seen you in a while either. But uh, Dave, why don't you give me your first pick of the week? Okay. Well, pick of the week uh, is I'm I'm going to go with multiple posts of the week for mine because it's been a very big week uh, in Walt Disney World, and I posted a picture on the 18th uh, that evening of where I got an opportunity to hug an old friend and Michael Henderson, uh, who we are very excited to have in Walt Disney World. Uh, we got to see a video of his family finding out uh, on that episode where uh, we all got the opportunity to tell them they were coming to Disney World. Um, Michael Henderson has been posting a bunch of uh, posts with some amazing photos all around Walt Disney World, some amazing things happening. Uh, but one in particular um, is of uh, Gavin uh, getting that opportunity to hug Mickey Mouse. And just if you zoom in on it, the contented look on his face, I mean Mickey's face, Gavin's as well, I suppose, but um, just this beautiful moment and then the entire family gathered around, standing nice and close to Mickey the way it should be uh, to take that, uh, that very special uh, photo uh, taken on the 18th is um, just an, um, an amazing thing. And I, I've cried multiple times on this subject in the last few days. I, I'm not ashamed to, to say it out loud. And um, oh, it's amazing. It's the best. So, yes, I'm going with Michael Henderson for my picks of the week. I love it. Very good. Great picks. Joel, what's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week is, you know, obviously we just everybody or if you do celebrate Easter this past week, uh, Dana Frappier posted a uh, she calls herself, I guess, the lazy chef. But I didn't think so. Um, but she posted a picture of a Mickey Mouse kind of cutting board and it had a little bit of meat and cheese on there. And as an Italian from Jersey, Mike, you would appreciate this. Well, a little super side, a little bit of Swiss cheese on there. And uh, listen, that's after my heart. Yeah, meat and cheese all day. So uh, she posts my family should not be surprised at my meal contribution from it being Disney and the simplicity of my food. Happy Easter. And she's a lazy chef, but I just love it. Not only about the food, but also too, it's a little bit of Disney in your home, even on a, on a Easter holiday like that. It's nice to see, you know, that's what makes us happy. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I love it. And uh, that's my pick of the week is just the, the meat, the Italian meat and cheese on the Mickey mouse cutting boards. Absolutely love it. I'm going to jump in real quick. Cause Mike took me to some like, like heaven of meat and cheese paradise oh, yes. in in New York when I was up there. Uh, Uncle Giuseppe's Joe. Oh, it's the name it. Giuseppe's a great name. I mean, so oh it's... my goodness! And <laughs> we could we could taste stuff. Oh, they have like four aisles. They have like good. a mozzarella bar and like four aisles of cheese. 
I love a mozzarella, fresh mozzarella bar. It's so it's good. <laughs> I missed that down here. Another balsamic, little, Mike, why don't little you go ahead and go, dude? Uh, great. Go. My pick of the week is going to go to a very near and dear friend of the Disney family. Uh, we, you know, he's cruised with us as well, and uh, he's. he's an amazing person, and I can't believe he's actually posting this because uh, our good friend Dan says that he's actually a grandpa now. And if you, anyone knows Dan Rossi, he's a very young-looking guy, and I give him credit because he's the last person in the world I would think is a, gra- a grandpa. And I want to congratulate him on being a Disney grandpa. And he's got a picture of the uh, the Papa hat, and it's very cool. And uh, and Jen, fabulous grandmother too. Last people in the world that would think little grandparents. So uh, um, one hundred percent. I I saw that post and I went hold on a second is this the same person i'm thinking of and like went back to check his profile and like look at pictures of him and i went there's no way he's a grandpa but apparently yeah well i called him last night and i talked to him for a while on the phone and uh you know as young as he looks he's uh even younger at heart and uh, even younger at brain so i like to give my buddy a hard time so. <laughs> dude so happy for him i called him last night and i just i was like oh when do you get to go you know hold a little one and we were chatting and just so it was such an amazing time to to have that moment so uh congratulations brother i'm gonna jump in real quick because there are certain pictures that we get you know we get a lot of pictures on on the page um and we love all of them but there's sometimes it's the perfect moment um, that really shows the joy that Disney can bring. And Greg Woods posts a picture of his son, and he's wearing uh, R2-D2 Mickey ears. And the smile on that face is the epitome of what we try to do with the show. And it's to be positive and to be fun and to, to bring you know joy and happiness just for an hour you know a week to, to the Disney community that, that we're so happy that you let us be a part of. And that picture is, is exonifies what... Disney does for for not only kids but for adults because we always talk about it seeing Disney through the eyes of our kids is so unique and that picture he snapped it at the perfect time so well done Greg uh, really, really good stuff. Um, guys, if you've not done it yet, make sure to go and join right now to the Facebook page, uh, DDP Today Podcast Family. Um, of course, there's that's where we get all of our pictures. We tell our stories. We interact. It's a really a positive, positive, great place to be if you're a Disney fan. And so one thing I always hear from people, they say there's a lot of Disney negativity out there. And it's not that we don't sometimes talk about Disney um, and hold their feet to the fire, but we try to keep that as positive as possible. I think people appreciate that. Um, so go join that right now. Of course, all the links below. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon member, uh, that link is right below. Click that link, and it's a fantastic way uh, to not only support the show, but get extra content, um, be a part of live events. There's merchandise. There's all kinds of great stuff going on there, too. Uh, so lots of lots of great stuff. Um, guys, I'm so excited for the Patreon this you know, Speaking of Patreon this week, because I've got a few things I want to discuss. We're going to talk about some Disney resellers. Uh, one in particular that kind of uh, I want to chat about a little bit. We're also going to uh, talk about, about Disney resorts that are not actually on Disney property um, because I visited one this past week, hmm. and, and I want to give my opinion on it, um, talking about Vero Beach. And then I've got a brand-new segment uh, that we've never done on this show before that um, I'm very, very excited to bring that I think will be a lot of fun. Uh, three questions to you guys for us to discuss and we'll be interesting to see where you fall and if you uh, if you uh, uh, maybe could do these things or not. So we will do Disney Dads or DDP today. See, I'm slipping. DDP today. Could you uh, is the new segment. So it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, man. This always ends badly for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, guys, let's close it up uh, for the DDP today family. Joe, start with you. 
So first of all, I'm super excited for you guys uh, to be on your cruises. I'm re- actually even more excited for what you're all going to bring me back from your cruises. So I wear a large size shirt. A hat would be great, too, as well. So I'm looking forward to the souvenirs you all will be bringing me back. But also just looking forward to you guys posting on your trips. Hoping you guys have a great time. And also, too, just going to keep kind of pushing this. We just put this out, the cruise. What, our DDP family cruise is almost, what, three months away? Yeah, it's not, not far. Do, we're, yeah. We've got the first annual DDP Golf Classic at Walt Disney World. We're looking at uh, doing some uh, you know, tee times on a Saturday of that weekend, trying to do some early tee times. I talked to Justin about this already. Uh, so everybody will have time with their families later on in the day, so it's not going to take up the whole day. Uh, the tee times were just released for that weekend, so we're kind of at the beginning of it. Right now, I'll tell you this. I am super excited. I posted this maybe about 45 minutes ago before we started recording. I already have 11 people already interested in playing golf, so hopefully nice. uh, we, can get, we can get you all to come out and play and have a good time. And You know, you don't have to be a good golfer. Just go out there and have fun with us, and uh, it'll be fun. So looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, always fun recording with you guys. And Patreon, stand by. You guys are on deck. Love it. Dave? Uh, I'm excited that if I get to come golfing, I'm real. I think I can improve on my 125 from the, <laughs> my last game. So, yep, super pumped for that. Um, and uh, no, I I'm already I'm already in vacation mode. Like, look at the backdrop on my uh, on my Zoom right now. Is just uh, the Disney magic sailing away, and I'm super pumped for. It. Actually, that might be the dream. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's the dream. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, but I'm already in cruise mode, um, headed to Miami in a couple of days to get on board, and um, I think I might try to like find something weird and just leave it in a random part of the ship oh. for you to have to go find. Oh, they give you're me there, clues. Like, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out what that's going to be, okay? Let's do this. That sounds like a ton <laughs> of fun, and I'll, I'll videotape it, and then I'll put it up on the Patreon. Oh, God. Here's the thing, guys. I know how thoroughly that thing is cleaned, so it probably won't be there, but we You're can try. You're going to somewhere really unique, and then I'll have a few beverages, Ooh. and then I'll start playing the game. I've just thought of how I think I want to do it. Okay, I'm not going to ruin it. it. Okay, well, cool. Also, can, okay. can we talk just real quick for a 30, for a 30 Mike? Um, Dave and I spent a good portion of one of the days we were together um, creating a, um, let's just say... <laughs> DDP Today Family Water Olympics um, yeah. for the cruise. Most of them are water-based, um, so yeah. That uh, we're working on. So we're, we're coming up with some fun stuff. Look, just discussing it, we were both in tears laughing. So it will be a <laughs> lot of fun. Uh, Mike, we missed you on the main show, but you made it just in time to save us and do Picks of the Week. Uh, closing words, brother. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed the show tonight, guys. I've obviously been running around. Work's been absolutely crazy. Uh, it's just one of those things where timing and trying to get the shows out just didn't work out this week for me to be on the main show. But I'm happy to be a part of the Patreon show tonight. And uh, I will see you guys next week. Uh, I'll tell you what, guys, always a blast talking DDP Today family. Um, I am so excited to jump over to the Patreon. But before we do that, I want everyone to smile, spread some Disney cheer, be positive. It is infectious. Be positive. Make someone else's day. Give a compliment. Be happy. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Cheers. Good night. See you, guys. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. 
It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to and that is a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.